Would you please stand for the scripture reading? Today's scripture is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelled in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of the peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You may be seated. So, uh, my family Christmas used to start with uh, finding a perfect Christmas tree. But we never had a good luck with the finding perfect Christmas tree. I don't know. We, we went to the uh, Christmas sale early or later. You know, whenever we go, we, we never got really perfect Christmas tree. So uh, how about you? You guys have uh, any good luck with the Christ- finding good Christmas tree? Artificial. Mm-hmm. Artificial, <laughs> right. So years ago, we bought an artificial tree, which is perfect, but still, yeah, you know what, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's not, yeah. yeah I like uh, the smells and the, the real, uh, real uh, tree. So, but I know we can't complain, it, right? Because it's a tree. We didn't make it. I mean, I picked it, I purchased it, but God created it. So, whatever that shape it is, I can't complain. I know it. And God made, like you and me, God made a tree on purpose with, with the purpose, right? You know, in fact, there are many trees in the Bible, if you remember. In fact, the modern Christmas tree tradition came from German. And they celebrate the feast of Adam and Eve. Because remember, there was a tree. There's two, two trees in, in the Garden of Eden in Genesis, right? Because Adam and Eve kicked out of a garden not to eat the fruit from the tree of life after they ate the fruit of, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Right? And in the gospel, Jesus declared himself, I am the vine. I am the vine. And you are the branches. 
So Jesus said, if we abide in him, we live and bear fruit. And there's one last tree in the Bible from Apostle Peter. He said, Jesus himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Early Christian, first century Christian writers often call the cross as the tree. So this morning, on Christmas morning, I would like to have a time of reflection on the Christ, the perfect gift on the tree, the cross. The Christ, Christ. So who is a Christ and what is a Christ? Christ is Greek word for Messiah, Messiah in Hebrew, which means anointed with oil. Usually they anointed oil, which means consecrate a person to do the special task of God. So they anointed those special people with oil, king. Prophet, or even the leader of nation, they anointed them. That they so they claim themselves as Messiah, which is Christ. So in history of Israel, there were over one hundred messiahs, and most of them were, like I said, kings of Israel, and there were prophets of Israel. And there were generals, and there were great leaders, powerful leaders. They were messiahs. But we know none of them saved them, saved people from the Satan, from the evil. Because the Messiah is the one supposed to save people from the, the evil, the Satan. So, but there were, they seemed perfect candidate for Messiah, but they couldn't save their country. But we know Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, he saved not only Israel, but entire human race. Not as a powerful leader or general or king, No authority, no power, no money at all. But Jesus saved Israel, saved us on the cross. We know how. He died on the cross. For for the world, it's not victory. Die on the cross is not victory. It's not perfect. But then how Jesus claimed himself, claimed himself as the Messiah, Christ, how? Book of Isaiah already talked about this. First, because he was the light, great light. Isaiah said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. The Isaiah time, he was a prophet of Judah, southern kingdom. 
you know, the Israel was divided, northern kingdom Israel and then southern kingdom Israel. And then Assyrian Empire invaded northern kingdom Israel. They were completely destroyed. They all became slaves. They were sold to different nations. After that, Isaiah talked about this. To the people of Judah, if we don't turn to the Lord, if we, stop, if we don't stop sinning, then we will be the same. But there will be Messiah will save us. But we know the people of Judah, about a century later, they ended up in the same situation by the Babylonians. Exactly the same. And they were, they were taken to exile for 70 years. Even God sent many prophets and messiahs, but they didn't see the great light. They were still continue walked in the darkness. The light in Jewish perspective is the presence of God. The presence of God. Living with God, which means listening to God. Being home with God. That's light for Jews. So people of Judah lived in darkness, living without God. I mean, how can we live without God when God is omnipresence? Right? God is everywhere. And how come we can live without God? Because when people complain, when people discontented, not listening, they are in God, but they are not living with God. So basically, they are insensible. And God is right there, but they are numbed, so they cannot sense the presence of God. Are you sensitive to God? Are you sensitive to the presence of God? It is constant, constant, ongoing presence of God. Do you feel the presence of God? Are we able to be in awe of God? Right? Not only time we see, we go to Grand Canyon and Wow. Not only we see like a rainbow, wow. Not only we see the galaxy in the sky, wow. But in your daily time, in your office, when you're driving, do you feel, are you in the awe of God? We must. We must. That is the journey of a sanctification cleansing ourselves from our sin so we become more and more sensitive to the presence of God the light of God so those people living in darkness they are unthankful so because of Bethlehem God came to us with the light Jesus speaks the light, the presence of God. Because Jesus is God himself. God came to us. So we call him the Emmanuel, 
God with us. So this light, Jesus has authority, the power, the darkness cannot overcome. Right? It's obvious. Darkness cannot overcome light. Light overcome darkness. Apostle Peter said, Christ died for sins, the darkness, once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, to light, to presence of God. Apostle Paul said, when we were still powerless, darkness, numbed, insensible, Christ died for the ungodly. Max Lucado said, Jesus took on our sin. He was covered by the rebellion that separated us from God. He endured what we should have endured. He paid the price to save us. So no one, no one since Jesus being Messiah, no one, even Satan, who knows everything we do. There's no secret to Satan neither. But even Satan cannot condemn us, cannot judge us, because we have the light. But we can condemn ourselves. I can condemn myself, and you can condemn yourself if you and I wish to condemn ourselves. Because God respect our will, our choice. So that is the true judgment of God. Apostle Paul said, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. God simply leave us alone. You do whatever you want. Christ made perfect. Christ made us perfect. Because there's no limit in Christ's love. Isaiah said, you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as you eat joy at the harvest. So joy is not just for Israel and Judah, but entire world, many nations. You know, Jewish people have very exclusive faith, which only Jews Descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they have this salvation. But many, many multiple nations, even Gentile nations, they all become joyful. 
people of Judah, people of, people of Israel had this exclusive peace, exclusive salvation, shalom. But they were so wrong. Because the word shalom, peace, in Hebrew, means everyone's... I've got to show you. I talked about Sherry Maple a lot, and um, one of the congregation gave me this T-shirt. I told you many times, Shalom is like every, the entire the Lancaster people go to Shady Maple. Everybody filled. Everybody filled. That's the meaning of Shalom. Not just DJ, you know, filled, stuffed. Everybody filled. That's Shalom. That's peace. Nobody's hungry. That's Shalom. But Israel people, well, as long as my people, Judah and Israel, is filled, we're safe, secure, then we are shalom. No! They will totally misinterpret the word shalom. If, so, if someone is not in peace, we are not in peace. Are we in peace? Are we in peace? Are we in shalom? We think we are. We celebrate this Christmas in shalom. Right? We don't have a big major trouble. Ah, yes, we have inflation and all the you know, problems. But we don't have a bombing. We don't have a power shortage like the people in Ukraine. We don't have a problem with the drinking water like people in millions of people in Africa. Right? So we think we are in shalom. We are in peace. But when people in Ukraine, people in poor country, people in the refugees, people in drug addiction, people in nursing home, people in hospital, when they are in shalom, we are not in shalom. We are not in peace. Because the salvation is about become one. Entire human race is one. I'm talking about the church must have an empathy. I have, to, we have, I have to feel the other people's hurting and, you know, they're struggling. It's not just, you know, feeling, oh, well, I'm pity on you, sympathy. I have mercy for you. No, because we are one. Right? We have one body, Jesus said, right? I mean, not Jesus, Paul says a lot. Oh, because you, I don't think, I don't like my hands. So people cut up with their hands? No. Oh, I have so much headache. Well, I have to get, get rid of my head. Who does that? You are hands, I am fit. Somebody is a head. Somebody is, you know, back or ankle, we are all connected together. It's not only church, because Jesus died for everybody. So when people suffering, non-believer, atheist, Islam, whoever suffering, we are suffering, we must suffer, because Christ died for us to be one. 
So joy, this joy, the Christ Jesus joy is for all people. We have to keep remember that. Simply, without you, I am not. That's why we cannot kill other people. Without them, there's no us. What this world's going. They're so self-centered. As long as my country is fine, as long as my company is fine, as long as my church is fine, I don't care. As long as my county is fine, I don't care what, what's going on, you know, South Philly, North Philly, I don't care. As long as, you know, Lancaster County is okay. I mean, some people, I'm not talking to you, some people think that way. We can't. At least Christian, we can't. So our mission is to let people know Christ made one body. And I tell you another gruesome fact. That if we do not complete our mission, let people know we are one body, then we will be pruned. Any gardener? I think Jan, you're a gardener. <laughs> we have a many good gardener gardening our, 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 our church, around our church. Do you hesitate when you see the dying leaf or flower or branches? No, you just cut them. Right? God will prune people, even people of God, people of church. God will prune them. Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, remove. And every branch that does bear fruit, he still prunes. They may bear more fruit. Wow. Already you are clean. But Jesus said, already you are clean, pruned. Because of the word that I have spoken to you. What is the word? The new commandment. Love one another. Love one another. Are we really loving one another? That's how Jesus pruned us. Bear more fruit. Are you clean? Are you really faithful? Are you really flawless as a Christian? Well, I'm not that bad, you know. I'm maybe not that bad, right? But we are perfect, actually. I want to tell you this. We are perfect because Jesus said, already you are clean. Remember, we don't believe. We don't believe Jesus. Jesus make us to believe. Oh, well, I think I love Jesus from today on. I'm going to believe Jesus. No. Jesus make us believe. We do the, oh, I have to be a good man. I have to be a nice person from now on. From like, you know, beginning of 2023, I'll be a really nice person. No, we don't. Christ make us do it. Christ doing it in us. See? 
from Galatians, Paul said this. We, it's I, but you know, I changed it to we. We have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. The life we, we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. Amen. What a powerful statement. Don't judge yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Oh, because, I, well, I should do more. No. I told you, even in the Old Testament, wholeheartedly, which means perfect in Hebrew, meaning is, I'm turning, facing God. As long as facing God, we are perfect in the eyes of God. Right? Jesus said about, you know, uh, the, um, the vineyard workers. Somebody came 9 a.m., somebody came noon, somebody came like 3 p.m., right? Everybody got the same wage pay for that day. That's the calculation of, uh, you know, pay, wage in heaven. So as long as we are gazing upon God, that we are perfect, and God is working within us, God is working in us. And then what are the fruit we're making? What are we doing as a Christian? Basically, we are connecting people. Not only between people we are connecting, but connecting people within people, within a person. Because everybody has a disconnection along their timeline, your lifeline. Right? Something happened. Maybe your parents got divorced. Maybe your mom passed away. Maybe you were fired from your company. All those events disconnect us. So we are fragmented. That disconnection causing fragmentation of all the people. So we see now more and more today's society, we are fragmented, so fragmented, right? We are so fragmented. So the, our mission is connecting people, bonding those fragmented piece by piece with love. Christ says, by his love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. In one word, grace. You know, I told you many times, Torah, the law of God, the Torah has a two purposes. One is Mishpat, and the other one is Jedekah. Mishpat is a Justice, like a judge in the court. So God tells us, this is right, this is wrong. That's a, the function of a Torah. And the other function is Zedekah, which is mercy, mercy, which is a, a second chance, forgiveness. But already God took care of the Mishpat by Jesus dying for our sin. So only part we are part of 
That's Zedekah. We have by being graceful, second chance, over and over, we're bonding people together. Maxwell, Maxwell Locator said, our task is to stand tall in his love, secure in our place, sparkling in kindness, surrounded by his goodness, freely giving to all who come our way. So dear Christmas people, Christmas, Christmas morning people, you and me, Jesus the Christ, the tree, the cross, the vine, we are perfect because we are part of the tree, because we are the branch supposed to bear fruits, not because of my will, my desire, my understanding, but because of Christ's work within us. So we are perfect Christmas tree. God picked, purchased, and pruned. So what do we do? Just God wants no one to leave our presence empty-handed. We don't want anyone leave us empty-handed or just being fragmented, disconnected. So we just trust God's work in us and be the Christmas tree, the perfect tree. You're perfect. And people see you. Maybe they don't see you as a perfect Christian or perfect person, but we are. As long as we let the Christ walk, work within us. And we, we are in the light. We're standing before God. Doesn't matter. We are defeating or we are failing in this world because Christ died for that. So we are already winner. We're champion with God. So let's trust God. Amen.